Hi, I'm Alex Freycon. You're listening to My Therapist and I, a podcast that isn't just about therapy, it is therapy. More specifically, my therapy. Where do I begin? This episode, Dr. Steve's back and he's here to help me with the relationship issue I've been having, a friendship that's just eviscerated in the Earth's atmosphere. It is burnt up, uh, it has turned into a dumpster fire and it is very exhausting. So Dr. Steve helps me navigate it, but also wonders if maybe I should keep this behind closed doors. So hey, hope you enjoy. A lot going on. <clears throat> yeah. Tell me about it. It's okay. <laughs> I know finals can be tough, but, uh, you know, just keep studying. You'll be fine. That's Yeah, it's not the studying part. It's like making sure the finals are available for everybody. So. Um... Can I ask you a question? Did, did you drive by my house like 10 minutes early? I, I was on a call, yeah. <laughs> You're, okay, I was <clears> just, just like, wait at the end of the street. I'm pretty sure Dr. Steve just drove by and I was telling Haley, I was like, I wonder if he's hiding something. Or had the wrong address or something like that. Haley was like, I think he's just shy. He doesn't want to get here early, so he's just hiding. I was on a call, so. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Even if you were. It's okay. <laughs> like you don't believe me. He's um, making up that he was on a call because he was shy. <laughs> I just more so found it funny that Haley was like, I think it's because he's just insecure about being early and so he doesn't want to impose. And I was like, that's that's funny. I like that. Uh, how are you? Good. You're always good. I'm busy. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Is it really? I mean, obviously, busy with the finals but is it just because there's more pressure to like get stuff done at a certain time or yeah the end of the the end of a semester is always busy and i'm on a couple different committees that have a lot of work attached to them that all comes due at this point of the semester yep so this is your way of saying alex this better be worth my time (laughs) no not at all okay well uh i have something to talk about okay and I have been trying to figure out, do I plan it? I've been kind of anxious about talking about it. Mm. And it's, uh, I think, one of those moments, I don't know, there aren't a lot of times in therapy where I've been like, okay, I have to plan out how I want to tackle this. I think that's just the fact that this is a podcast sort of adds a little bit of a um, pressure to it. But uh, I have the last time you and I met, I didn't bring this up, but there was some stuff going on in the background. The reason I didn't bring it up was because I didn't want it to be on the podcast. I didn't want it to be publicly available. Yeah. Um, But since then, things have just gone extremely south. And everything is out in the open, and so now I feel like it's okay to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the short end of it is that I have been quasi-publicly, but more so personally cut off. I have a friend who just has, from my perspective, gone off a bit of a deep end, and just the last two months have been so wild and um, it's culminated in, I basically have just been officially just blocked 
cut off. I got a ton of nasty messages. Um, and this, yeah, this person is basically like, have a good life. I don't ever want to talk to you ever again. Mm. And that's not the, the crazy part is the whole culmination of events the last two months. And the reason I've been stressed about this is because I'm like, okay, do I, where do I start? You know, how do I explain everything that's happened the last two months? I've been thinking about it a lot, but I've sort of been not um, suppressing it, mm-hmm. but just like I've got so much stuff to do that I'm kind of like, okay, we'll take it on the fly. But I know deep down inside, I've been very, it's it, the phrase that keeps coming up to my mind is like, it breaks my heart a little bit. Mm. It, it, you know, because I'm torn between being just so angry and frustrated and like, why, why, why are you acting like this? Mm-hmm. And then also like bummed about this chapter closing in my life. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm dealing with currently. And, uh, I've, yeah, I don't know if, you know, do I start at the beginning? Do I not start? I don't know what, yeah. Well, I think you have to ask yourself about this forum that you're in right now. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about that too. You know, you, we've talked about this before about, you know, how much do you um, straddle that line between public and private and therapy should always be a place where it's private, you know, that you should be guaranteed some confidentiality. And yet when you set about to do a podcast that puts it out on the internet, on the internet, that you've kind of obliterated confidentiality, privacy. I'm not concerned about like, you know, when I talked about my arrest and stuff like, I'm not, I don't have those kinds of concerns. That was involving you and yeah, yeah, yeah. This is another person. I know you have a, and you have a perspective of this situation. Correct. It's probably vastly different from theirs, and and uh, yeah, and in the, right and in therapy, you get to say that to your therapist, and your therapist can kind of yeah. buy into some of it and challenge a little bit of it, and ask you to consider their other person's perspective. And that's kind of what I was hoping to do. That yeah, part, but you get it in private instead of having the person who you're having beef with yeah, listening to your podcast. I don't know. I hope that they're not. Yeah. Well, hope and reality are two different things. I know. Yeah, um, that is the truth. Right. Just, I talked to George about it briefly. Um, and I suppose when I talked to him last, things hadn't gotten as bad as they have now. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> I can sort of revisit that, but it has, it's, I've always used therapy as a way to like help navigate my interpersonal relationships, like my relationships with people, which again, to your point, it's like, well, you can do that in therapy because like what, what point of it is constructive versus what point of it is cathartic and sort of trash talking and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
But the short, I mean, in a very, very vague sense, I'm dealing with a lot of people. There was a situation that I didn't want to get dragged into, and I tried to keep it at arm's length, mm-hmm. and it kept pulling me in. And um, I remember Haley, poor Haley has been so over it. She's like, just cut it off. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> from her perspective, it's like, I see you, Alex, upset. I see how you're, I think you're being treated and I want it to just stop. But for me, it's more complicated because I have, you know, it's hard to be in a position where like you have a person who they have had a positive impact on your life or like you have really positive memories associated with them. Yeah. Granted those are in the past and like you have to reconcile that and wanting and having good memories and like really life defining memories and, and reconcile that with like feeling hurt and feeling confused and frustrated and and um not knowing what to do but yeah i guess the uh i've had to i haven't really had to do anything i just sort of have left my phone on silent so to speak mm-hmm. which haley has there's like a checklist of stuff where it's like okay I'm going to I'm going to do what I think is is the closest thing to the right thing as possible. And that will be tough. But I'm going to make that effort and then after that I can just sort of I think you had used a phrase like the doormat like was it you or no maybe it wasn't you. It's like what this idea of, you know, you left you let the doormat out for people to does this ring a bell clean your side of the street that's what it was yep that's i say that yeah so i've been trying to do that and but it's been exhausting it sucks it sucks to be called names it sucks to be you know it sucks to to deal with you know i talk about this it's very related to some of my phobias and fears with having conversations with people who matter in my life Mm -hmm. because I am afraid of being met with sort of very um, fluctuating energy, like sort of Mm -hmm. caustic replies, you know, like sharp stuff, defensiveness, whatever you want to call it. Um, And this was sort of one of those instances, but it was uh, almost, it was so like um, the responses were so disproportionately angry and defensive that it was almost in a weird way kind of easy to be like, well, this, I mean, I don't have to take this personally. This is, this isn't like based in observation. These, this is more so just like, like this isn't a critique of me as a person. This person is just like vomiting mean things at me. Uh-huh. And so it's easier to sort of digest it that way, but it still sucks. Yeah. Well, 
That's a bummer because I was, <laughs> I need to talk about it. And that's what I was going to talk about here. But I also hear your point. I don't know what the resolution is. And you talked to, to George about it. I talked to George about it very <clears throat> brief because I, I met with him a week ago. And I would say that, gosh, it was probably over the weekend that things just totally dissolved. So I haven't, you know, but when I did talk to him, mm-hmm. uh, it was more of the like, God, I'm so, this is so exhausting. And like, I'm just shaking my head over here. And he um, was sort of like, yeah, it seems like a, it's not in it's not something where you need to be worried about oh are you being a good are you doing the right thing or not like this isn't a critique of you as a person it's more so this other person is going through their stuff and processing it and blah 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 so but we didn't really talk to it in great detail mm. i think his response was like whoa that sounds that sounds intense yeah big yeah Um, so yeah. That's sort of what's on my mind (laughs) the last two weeks. I think one of the things you're highlighting is like the importance of having someone you can talk to, right? I mean, that was part of the purpose of this podcast was to let people know what it's like to open up and to share Mm -hmm. your life with another human being. Um, get that validation or get that um, understanding of what you're going through from another person. Yeah. But I think you're also highlighting that sometimes there's there's people you don't want to talk to about things. That, yeah. That sometimes talking to a, a certain person could complicate things, could maybe make things worse, make mm-hmm. make things more difficult. And it is tough. I mean, I didn't know the right way to handle, like I could see things going south. I could see that things were not going to end well, just based on what I was observing. Yeah, with this person slash situation. And I, again, was stuck between, well, I have some really awesome memories with this person and some really cool experiences. So... I can't just do not. I can't just like pull my chute, you know, hit the eject abort button, eject. But also, what's the balance I strike between my own sanity and emotional well-being and trying to do something? Mm-hmm. And it's like, in hindsight, I wish I told Haley was just like I would just stop replying, stop engaging, and a part of me is like, I wish I just never responded at all because mm-hmm. it was kind of like a it was almost like a rap you respond to one and then you get 50 more and then you know it's just like sort of pulled you in more until suddenly you're it's just a, stuck in the a hydra you cut one head off and three, yes. three more grow in its place yeah <clears throat> but i was reflecting on it and it was also kind of sad to consider that maybe all of the positive memories that I associate with the situation from the past, maybe they were not as for them. Yeah. That's something I've also been thinking about 
which is kind of sad because I was trying to figure out like why, w- what would cause this situation to occur? Like we have such a great history. Surely we could just have a conversation where it's like, okay, I know Alex, like, you know, clarifying. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, what would be a reason that that, um, wouldn't be happening? And I was like, well, maybe my perspective of our friendship and our relationship was vastly different than theirs. Mm-hmm. And that was a bummer too. Cause I was like super invested. Yeah. Like what did I miss? Like how did, yeah. how could I be off that much? Someone reached out to me with that very question. I was like, do you think that this is a new development in like pattern of behavior and stuff? Or is this something that we just never saw and it's been there forever? And I immediately responded to this person. I was like, no, this is new. There's no way I would have missed this. But I find myself looking back and it's like, wait, maybe I, maybe I did. You know, like there's yeah. movies where they revisit scenes and then they focus on the clues that you missed. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it was staring me right in the face the whole time. Yeah. And so my mind has been running through that as well. It just sucks because like, A, it sucks to be yelled at and called names and, you know, it sucks to have your, but also it sucks to be like, oh, good job, Alex. You thought you you had this like really close, meaningful relationship and maybe you did, maybe, but it seems like you didn't and you spent all this, I don't know. You kind of feel like a schmuck, which we've talked about in the past Mm -hmm. where you feel like you were, you cared a lot more about the relationship than the other person. And that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to feel like a schmuck. But yeah, it's been rough. I did talk to, um, I talked to some people, like there was a lot of people involved. Like basically a lot of people came to me and were like, hey, can you can you help sort this out? Mm. Like, um, and. With this person? Yes. Yeah. There were like 20 people. You know, and I, like that's why I was trying to keep it away, but the people kept coming up, to, you know, asking, asking, asking. Mm. So I had lots of conversations on that end, but it just felt more like the more we talked about it, the more it just became uh, sort of obsessive. But I did have a conversation with my buddy Hank in Finland mm-hmm. for like two hours, and that was really uh, that was helpful. He was very amused by everything. It's like classic Hank. The Finns don't get into that. He was like, I find it very peculiar that he behaved this way. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, no, really. I also find it peculiar, Hank. He's like, it's quite interesting. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, it was very Finnish. Yeah, they're not given to a lot of emotionality. <laughs> <clears throat> emotionality. Yeah, yeah, but it's been stressful, and there's been a mourning period, like a, a period of mourning. Um, yeah, for the loss of this relationship, the way you thought it. Yeah, the way you thought it existed, or the way it existed. Because this in your was mind. a defining period of, I mean, a really formative period of my life, mm. associated with a ton of traveling and new experiences, and it's impacted my career. You know. Um. It's tough. It's a lot to deal with. But 
but there have been enough distractions where I've been able, like I said, I've been able to sort of keep it at bay and be like, okay, you know, let's keep moving. Mm -hmm. But I know deep down there's all kinds of stuff that bugs me. It's almost like discernment. I kept thinking about your discernment counseling. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's what we would have to do. And I just keep thinking that question, like, what do you do when one person doesn't want to be in a friendship anymore or something like they might not care mm-hmm. and the other person does. I was thinking about that. Like, do you ever find yourself, uh, maybe you can, maybe you can't answer this question, but like, do you ever find yourself in instances where you're watching two people trying to have a conversation and one person, it's like, you can tell that no matter what gets said, they're just not either going to listen or respond like you could, you could explain anything. You could explain something to them in any different way, like the most yeah. concrete, logical way. But you know that they it wouldn't even register. Yeah, it's like, what do you do? I mean, at at some level, you realize that that person has their agency. They make a choice about how engaged, how invested they are in the relationship and the conversation, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And you can't make people be interested in something they're not. We try that all the time in relationships. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you're presenting a dilemma today, right? The dilemma, I want to talk about this. I'm not sure I feel safe enough to talk about it. I, and I don't, I don't take that personally. I think that about the venue and you're not saying that, but I'm, putting that on you, that there's an element of safety that's not apparent right now between us because of this environment that, that maybe the, the better decision is to not talk about it in this podcast or yeah. talk about it all you want. And you are also the editor and producer. So you can make yeah. a decision yeah. about, do I send this out or do I not? I, yeah. Like I said, I'm not, well, that's kind of int- worth clarifying. I get the impression that like you're very uncomfortable by this. Or there, I'm, I'm worried yeah, that so, you're like, there's a code of conduct, a code of ethics. And like, you can't, I can't participate in this. Like you, you, Alex have to do all the talking because I don't want it to make it seem like I'm commenting on other people and stuff like that. Like anyone's getting out. Yeah. I appreciate you like saying that. that. Cause what I feel like is I feel protective toward you. Mm-hmm. I think this happens naturally as, as therapists and clients get to know each other. Um, I'm more inclined because that other person is not here. I'm more inclined to believe that your version of the the events, the story, um, is the accurate version or more accurate. Even though there may be places where I can go, hey, Alex, have you considered this? Have you considered yeah. that? I will always because I'm only I'm I'm with you yeah. and I have my history with you. My feelings are for you, mm-hmm. and my care is for you. Not this other this other person is unknown, and and I can acknowledge that they are another human being that they've got their own desires and values and standards and interests and hopes and fears. And I, I can acknowledge all their humanity, but they're not present in the room for me. Yeah. And so that's a challenge for me to represent them well. And I don't, so if you're sensing any hesitation from me, it's out of protection, not, not because I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what the content is. So I don't know if you're going to say something that's like, Okay, I wish I had known that before getting, you know, I would have I would have shaped the conversation. I would have tried to shape the conversation in a different way. Yeah. Um, what kind of context do you mean? 
Like if I said like he like he, they had murdered someone or something like I went to murder <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I don't know, Alex. No, you're capable not, of anything. <laughs> no, it's not that serious. I don't know if you're like a North Korean, you know, <laughs> terror cell or something like that. You know. That, well, that's again like that's where it's so tough for me. I, I, again, yeah, I, I appreciate your. I'm glad you clarified that because I was I was afraid that you were like, whoa, whoa, Alex, if you're going to talk about this, this has to be on you. I can't be involved here because, to your point, this other party's not present, and that's something I had been thinking through. It's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want this to turn into me Bash. venting and bashing. Yeah. But I do. I mean, so the so the part of it is that it doesn't even matter if you if you like. Let's say we do talk about it, him, them, whatever, whoever this is, whomever this is. Um, you can leave the conversation if you're like, I did pretty good. I didn't, you know, you go talk to Haley, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the session with Dr. Steve went well. I didn't bash this other person at all. Yeah. And, but then you know, you don't, you don't have any control over how that person hears it. Yeah. Or how yeah. someone yeah. else who's connected yeah. to them. And then they start talking yep. crap about you. And oh, well, Alex broadcast this whole thing on his yeah. podcast for the world to see in Ireland and everything. So <laughs> shout right? out to our Ireland contingency. That's, it's funny you say that because that's basically what I'm experiencing to some degree right now. It's like there's all this, there's so many people involved. Mm-hmm. It's just everything's out in the ether. Mm. He lashed out at me and he basically started saying, I'm going to start telling people these things about you. Mm. And he let me know. And like, you know, it felt like that was a bait. Like, oh, bait me into argue. But I was like, that's fine. I've been trying to take this approach of like, again, clean the street. Do my be, side of the street. Do, be as cl- as close to what you think the right thing is as possible, and then outside of that, let the chips fall as they may. Because I can't really control what other people, if they believe what he says about me, or you know, if they believe his explanation. Exactly. But I can control. Like, okay, here's what I said. It's in writing. Here's um, what I did. You know, there's a record, mm-hmm. and let you know let, let that show. And that is one thing that I'm particularly. I've walked away from this feeling good is like, damn, if, you know, like I said, there's like 20 plus people involved and they, they look to me to be the messenger basically. And I feel comfortable knowing that like I could take my chat with this person and turn it into a downloadable file and email that to 20 people and say, guys, just so you want, if you have any questions, you want to know absolutely everything that went on here it is. And I, I feel good about that. And it, that's taught me the importance of like, God, you see all these scandals, right? <laughs> and it's, I feel like people talk about cancel culture and like how oh, it's unfairly, like people get canceled who don't deserve it. And I feel like it re, a lot of that stuff comes down to people cleaning their side of the street. Like it's, I feel like much less likely someone gets in trouble if they conduct themselves pretty consistently above board above board Mm -hmm. and i think you know think yeah things can go south if you say something shady or do something that people might disagree with but that that's a that's a moot point um yeah i think i think there's probably a lot of truth to that um you know conduct yourself above board be transparent or or Um, i don't mean above board whatever above board means to you as a person like i have a code of I think a code of like, here's what I want to be remembered by. And like, here's how I would want people to see me. Yeah. Can I act as close to that as possible? Because if people are going to yell at me for acting like that, I'm going to be able to take that heat 
because I'm gonna be like, well, yeah, this is what I believe this and this I is do. who this I am. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've thought through why I think this is okay and respectful to other people as opposed to like getting caught like, oh, that quote or that thing totally doesn't vibe with this other thing over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I, like, I feel like if you could, if you did take the chat, the, the chat string or whatever it is that you feel would vindicate or support or add credence to your side of the story, um, I think we're, I don't know, it feels to me like we're at a place in our culture, in our society, where we we don't believe even things that we see anymore, True. right? Yeah. So yeah. someone shows a video of a hawk yeah. or an yeah. eagle picking up a baby. Yeah. This was this was CGI back in the late '90s, early 2000s, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that?" But it was all a fabrication, right? It was a, I think that particular one was a was a uh, class project for a university. You know that they had to yeah. do, do some kind yeah. of CGI, and so. Anything can be fabricated. Anything can be. Anything True. can be denied. Anything you know, like yep. we have people on tape saying saying something, you know, saying A, B, and C, and they're like, "That's not what I said. It's taken out of context. That's not. That's not even me. I just wasn't even there." I'm like, yep. "Well, here's a picture of you at the meeting. Yep. Here's the video of you talking. You can read your lip. You know, like, and people still I, denying." I think that to me, just strengthens the need to each individual like feel good secure about their conduct and what they what they say and how they act because to me how you quote unquote survive through that stuff and accusations and stuff is like the personal strength to be like nope I'm a, I'm getting up I'm going to do my thing I'm not going to let this affect me you know like it wears you down over time and I feel like if you can if you feel confident and secure like deep down in your soul like I have nothing on my conscience right now. That's how you get through it. But if you got a little voice that's like, we kind of messed up, that'll like eat you alive mm. and take you down. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I, uh, I am not concerned about, about, you know, my vulnerability. I more so just, I was worried. I'm, I was worried. It's like, oh, I don't want to give, Dr. St- I don't want to sound to Dr. Steve like I'm like it's gossip. You know, I'm like, oh, th- this person said X and I can't believe him. And you're like, wow, that sounds really rude when deep down, you know, in reality, maybe they said something kind of like that, but it wasn't fully accurate. Like, I didn't want to turn this to turn into gossiping, but I also am mourning the just being. Yeah. It, you know what it's all reminded me of is I've never dealt with anyone who's had a really intense addiction. I've read a bunch about it and I've seen like shows and stuff where it's like an addict will convince you the sky's green if it comes down to it. Or like, you know, there's, they're very intelligent and rational in their arguments and stuff like that. And, Mm -hmm. and that's what this experience like was for me because, and I remember just consistently trying to be like, all right, dude, first of all, I'm not, you know, as tough as this is, I'm not trying to come at you with like any particular goal in mind. I don't want anything. I'm not taking anything from you. Mm-hmm. I've been asked by 20 people who have been texting me and calling me and bothering me. Not, you know, it's just me emotionally venting, but there's been a lot of weight for me to outline this stuff. And here it is. And here's how I make sense of it. Here is my professional advice. Here's my personal advice. Take it as you will, but just at the very least, uh, 
read their letter and you know get back to them as you see fit and that just totally devolved to like you sneaky you know you're Mm. trying to take away my clients and blah 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 and i just kept being like that doesn't make any sense dude like i don't want anything i don't want anything Mm -hmm. i want to be left alone it's what i want um but it's like the more you say that the more you get pulled into it and at some point you just have to be like Yeah, at some point you just have to be like, I did what I needed to do. I said what I needed to say, <clears throat> and I have to turn it loose. Um, yeah. What are you searching for? Just looking at his last message, because for what it's worth, he had a very, very, I mean, this was just an objectively good insult. <laughs> um. Pretentious, sanctimonious, judgmental, backstabbing cunt. That's what he called me. He read my client notes on you. Which I should have given a trigger warning for language, but like I've been called a lot of things in my life. Sanctimonious is probably (laughs) the like best use of insult like verbiage. I had to Google that because I was Mm -hmm. like, does that have to do with like piousness or something like that? And it kind of does. Yep. Uh, I thought about responding with just, you spelt pretentious wrong, <laughs> but I didn't. But it just like was a flurry of just, I mean, he did say some stuff that was hurtful. He talked about how I was a whiny bitch because he didn't come to my wedding. Um, and that hurt. That did hurt because that touched on something that was real for me. And that was sadness that he couldn't, you know, come. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's just like, like I said, when you see someone who's like, oh, they're just, they're just, they are just angry and in a, in a weird place and you can't, it's, it, it's not personal, but it's also really, it's like, maybe this isn't the best analogy, but it's like if someone came up to you and had a flamethrower and they just started dousing you with flames, you'd be like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't start this fire or anything, but I'm still, the the heat is still very uncomfortable and very unpleasant. It's very unpleasant to be spewed fire at. No doubt. That's kind of how it's felt. I'm sorry that you're going through that. And I feel so bad for Haley because she's just been, this. at one point this person reached out to Haley trying to get a hold of me. And that's right, like there's just been so much just craziness. Poor Haley got roped into it. Yeah, and it's taken a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. It has. And uh, I think to your point, I mean, I have arrived at the conclusion pretty quickly that I, I read this quote that um, serendipitously came up on my TikTok feed right around the thick of it, of all this stuff. And it was a video that was just a series of quotes you could swipe through. Mm. And one of them it claims that this is an ancient proverb. Who knows if that's true, but it was something to the effect of, um, there were two that I found poignant. One was there are people in your life who you will meet and their sole purpose will be to teach you to let go. And the second one was 
either let go or get dragged. And I was like, that second one, either let go or get dragged, I think is kind of, was like, oh, that's an interesting idea, right? Because I think sometimes I feel it's like, well, it's um, not irresponsible, but it's like a cop-out to let go. You know, you have to do the right thing and keep working and and find resolution and put in the effort. If the relationship really matters to you, like you say it does, you got to invest in it. And I, this maybe is me, Alex. I've always defaulted to that. Like if someone's mad at me or someone I can tell they don't like me, I'm like, well, I got to I gotta fix, I got to win mm-hmm. them over. Mm-hmm. And I double down. And um, a lot of my therapy work has been work, you know, trying to reconcile personal relationships or even professional ones, issues at work, stuff like that. And therapy has been really helpful in that regard. Um, and a conversation I had with George was similar to this, not the intensity, um, but a situation I had with a former coworker and, I think at one point he asked me, he's like, why do you keep, why do you keep showing up and trying and stuff? And I was like, well, I don't want to burn a bridge. And he said something really interesting. And he's like, you you can't build, you can't burn a bridge if there was never a bridge there. And that was something at the time that I had never considered. And I found Mm -hmm. it to be profound. And I think it's something I think about now in my situation. It's like, maybe there was never, you know, there never was a bridge, maybe. Yeah, and then that gets you thinking, <clears throat> that leads to thinking about, well, why did I think there was a bridge? Like, I've been under yeah. the impression that there was this connection, there was a relationship, and did it, what did I miss if, if there's not? I kind of sometimes worry and feel ashamed that I have a tendency to, like, be eager to build bridges, mm. you know, because I'm, I'm, I seek out human connection. It's so, I love it so much. And I seek out closeness because I feel so lonely sometimes that I feel like sometimes I force, I try to convince myself like, oh, there's just like some sort of real bridge here. Mm-hmm. But when there isn't, I, I, and I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a, it's a fear I have. And like, I can look back a lot of my relationships and I see a pattern of like, at periods of my life, there was always that one friend who's like, yeah, they kind of treated me like shit. Mm-hmm. Objectively speaking, go, you know, gossip aside, if there was a, high power juror, jury and and judge i have a feeling they decide with me in terms of like yeah they just we're not nice to you but i'd always find a way to like keep you know well maybe it's something i'm doing maybe if i approach them this way maybe if i say it in a think about how i present it mm-hmm. and i just kind of feel i don't know how i feel about that i feel a lot of things i feel ashamed i feel kind of gross and sad I don't know. What do you make all that, Doc? I think you're going through a refiner's fire. <clears throat> you know, you a refiner's fire. Yeah, is that a term? Yeah, it's a term. I never heard that before. You know, when they make when they smelt ore, iron mm-hmm. ore, they burn all the impurities out of it. And this mm-hmm. is this is kind of a like you had this interaction with this person that you thought was a certain way, and for whatever happened, that this interaction went south. This relationship went kind of south and gives you an opportunity to look at yourself like am i really pretentious am i sanctimonious what well, i can't remember what the words are am i really those I things <laughs> you know <laughs> like wow how does how does a person get like i thought we were i thought we were buds i thought we were on track and then there's yeah. been this falling out how i mean the only thing you can do no, that's not true you can do a number of things you you can talk about how misguided this person is, what a jerk, what a douche this person is, those things, you know, you can, and spend some time grinding away at that. 
and justify your your side of the street, your view of the, you know, you can do that. I don't want to do that. Or you can go and say, I, what, what does this person, you know, what, where, where are the truths in this person's view of the story? And maybe I am kind of sanctimonious. Maybe I am kind of whiny. Like what's, what's that about for me? Like I hadn't considered that before. So mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at it and, and say that I'm being offered an opportunity to learn something about myself. But you, you know, if you feel like you've done the things that you need to do as far as I've tried to clean my side of the street, I've yeah. tried to repair, I've tried, you know, I don't think you counter everything that that person says negatively about you with, with a, a post or a text. Exactly. Or a, Which I know, was like, here, let me give you proof on how you're wrong. This, that that's, was that's the, not going anywhere. That's what it felt like I was getting baited. Yeah. And my response was always like, hey, can we just hop on the phone? Like, let's talk it out. Yeah. Like, and, and it was like, no, you know, but I. I made yeah. a point because there were times where I was like, oh, you're going to say that? Well, let me pull up some screenshots. But then in my mind, I was like, if I send those, he'll just come up with another reason to A, refute it or change the argument. That's it was right. just a waste of time. That's right. Um, but it sucks to be like, fuck, like, damn, this is where we got to? Like, I wouldn't, I would have uh, expected us to handle it in a much different way because I, I looked at you and I looked at our friendship much differently. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It is tough. I was like, you were one of the real ones. You were like, you know, like I have sort of tears of like, okay, well, these people get me. And I had this person placed there. And then uh, there's a voice in my head. I was like, wow, you're an idiot. Alex, I can't believe you put that person there. Um, Maybe. I mean, maybe you were an idiot. Like maybe you get to. Haley Haley immediately was like, why do you like him so much? You know, like. Yeah. I mean, you get to ask yourself that question. Like, wow, how did I, how did I let that person in the, in this privileged area? And I will tell you, I don't believe that this story is over. Yeah, I right? hope it is for now. Because it may if be it continues, for now. it's not going to be like anything well, that comes up will be like I texted my friend and I was like, if I die mysteriously, like <laughs> I have a list of people I tell them, like, if I die mysteriously, these are the people you tell the detectives. Like, does Alex ever have any problems with anyone? And so he's got a running list. And I, you know, I was like, add this name. He's like, okay. You have a list of people who were pissed <laughs> off at you? No, it's just more Okay, so. so you've just bolstered this other person's <laughs> argument. Like, see, there's other people who think Alex is there's pretentious. Two, or, there's two people on it. One person I don't talk to. It's just, you never know. Like, I'm trying to think, like, who would randomly, if you turned around and like they just have a gun, you'd be like, oh, whoa, really? But then yeah, you think about like it, you're like, Guy at UNLV with a gun. Had a list of people he wanted to yeah, settle the score with. More like uh, Billy Madison. If remember, did you ever see that movie? I did. I didn't remember? think it was one of his best, but I mean, what is a best Adam Sandler movie? Like? Waterboy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh god, Doctor Steve. So when I say I don't think this is the story is over, <clears throat> you don't know what's going to happen down down the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. You know, I've had experiences in my life where I've gone through really hard things with people who are really close to me, really close friends, and then years later they come back and they say. I'm realizing something now that I didn't realize back then, and yeah, yeah, they try to make amends, and you can try to salvage something. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Alternatively, or not, maybe it's three months from now. It's just like, hey, just wanted to reach out and let you know that you're definitely still a sanctimonious cunt. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, it's, uh, I, I, it is helpful to remember that life is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, lots. At least for me, it's a marathon. Maybe it's less of a marathon for you, 
just because because I'm so old. Because <laughs> I have less of a marathon in front of me. I'm on mile twenty six. Twenty five. How many mile a marathon? Twenty six. Twenty six point two. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of life in these moments. They're kind of blips. But at what point is something said where it's like, how am I gonna? go back from that i mean you really hurt my feelings and said nasty things yeah and maybe if this ever person ever reaches out you run into each other or you see someone who knows yeah, someone yeah, you know yeah, yeah I'm, I'm done with that I'm, yeah. I'm beyond that now like that's that what was people a, other uh, people reached out to me and like hey i got us i'm out and it's just weird to see this community like sort of everyone mm. pack up their bags and yeah yeah i've been doing a lot of reflecting on it but i've also like i said been shoving it down because it's like there's i got so much else going on, you know, I can't, it's emotionally exhausting. <laughs> George was like, what are activities that are cathartic, therapeutic moments for you? And one of them is on my, on my wedding registry, I put a, Haley said I had to put some things on the registry because she was putting everything. So I put a, a Hogwarts Lego castle, 6,000 oh. 6, pieces. Oh gosh. It was 450 bucks. Someone bought it. Oh wow. Yeah, it's the best gift ever. And I've been assembling that. And I told Haley this, it was sometime last week, I was just doing it and I listened to music. I have a little speaker and I have a room, Lego room. And I, I got very close to just out of nowhere, started crying. And Haley was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. But she was like, why, you know why? I was like, well, I don't know. I just, I was doing these Legos and listening to music and I just sort of, all these emotions started bubbling up. Um, and George was like, do more things like that. You know, what are your other Lego activities that are therapeutic as opposed to doom scrolling on my phone on TikTok and, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. the, the older I get, I feel like the fewer, you know, it's like, I don't know what they are. I got Legos. I can read. Hockey. Hockey. Definitely hockey. And you got Ralphie boy. <sighs> Demon dog. Yeah. My little Ralphie boy. Um. But that's, you know, Ralph is a whole other subject of me. We talked about this last time, being afraid of turning out like my dad. That whole thing's still ongoing. With yeah. Dealing with my anger I'm sure and rage. It would be a good proving ground before kids come, too. I know PETA would just make them sick to their stomach to hear this, but <laughs> totally. A dog, a pet dog, has provided me with lots of opportunity to be like, Oh, let's self-reflect here. <laughs> How do we handle these I intense emotions that are popping up? What do we learn about ourselves, Alex? Uh, it would be tough for the first experience, first go around to be with a, a human. My, my personal POV. Yeah. All right. Well, you keep looking at your watch and making a motion to cut it. So uh, I've, I've been pulling my sleeve out. I'm just, I'm just lying to the for the audio listeners and kind of <laughs> trick them into thinking that. Um, yeah, let's call it a wrap. But I feel sad and angry and mid morning and exhausted. And the journey, yeah, I think I'm, I'm done with this for now. But to your point, if it pops up again later, deal with, you know, I try to, I, I'm not the kind of person to be like, well, that's it. Over, never again. Something my dad would say. Mm -hmm. Like once you've, you know. Once Crossed you've, me. It's, mm -hmm. it's over, never. Yeah. I've, what his, he would always say, 
I uh, never forget, you know, forgive, but I never, forgive, but never forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would always try to make a pun out of that because he wanted me to know he was clever, but I forget what the pun was. Anyway, I'm not like that. I'm angry now, but who's to say six months, mm-hmm. six years from now? Right. And uh, I guess I'll continue to work on my sanctimoniousness. I'm sorry you're going through this. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It's just, again, the hardest part is like, you know, all of my traveling, my trips to North Korea, all those moments I had, It's I attach it to this person. like, mm. And it's so hard to untangle that growth and self-discovery you know, I was alongside this person all the time. It's how I met Hank, you know? And so it's like this whole part of my life, I now have to close it. No, imme- you don't. Immediate. Well, that's how it feels. It Or it was closed on me, you know? It feels like it was like set on fire. It burned in gasoline. I mean, I would encourage you to not, not have to finish it right now or not. I, I would encourage you to not have a need for it to be defined definitively, I would like you to think about it being still in flux. Mm-hmm. Still still changing. Still unfolding. Yeah, developing. Yep. Man, that's an exhausting journey, though. Yeah, it could be. It could be. That's a good, better way of looking at it. Maybe it's, maybe it's not. Okay, well, we'll wrap up there. Yeah, let's do. And be uh, kind to yourself. I will still. I will continue to be kind to myself because life's messy. Don't you don't you get it twisted. There's ups. There's downs. Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> Pulling your leg. Now I'll do that. All right, everyone. <laughs> he's doing the he's doing the cut it. We got it. We got to cut it now. Thanks for listening. Be kind to yourself. Uh, talk to you later. Bye.